Welcome to the Intuitive Therapist Podcast with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as the angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all. This is Janice Cohen, the Intuitive Therapist, here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. So glad you're with me today. I want to talk about a subject that I've not only encountered in me in my life, but also a lot of clients that that come to me. And the majority of my clients who come to me uh, are people pleasers. And they don't know how to uh, stand up for themselves and their beliefs because the system within which they live, the family system, their friends, all of that, it just feels too risky to be who they are and to serve themselves first. And like I said, this is something that I I have struggled with and at times I kind of still do struggle with it, although I've worked quite hard to connect with uh, the inner strength and confidence that I have and uh, be able to live my life for me, which allows me to be of service in a higher capacity to other people. So if, if you're a people pleaser as well, this might really, really help you today make some shifts that are necessary to make that feel easier, safer, less risky, but also really kind of more ballsy because I kind of really want you to take life by the reins and make it your own. So today I'm going to talk about the reality that you're going to piss a lot of people off when you start doing what's best for you. And I want you to understand that that's actually a really, really good thing. Because when you start acting outside of what's expected of you and start acting in accordance with what you know is truly internally uh, right for you, your life is going to change like nothing else. And I'm going to talk about all of that today. So like I said, if you're a people pleaser, the idea of the idea of what's best for you may make your skin crawl. It's scary. It's scary to uh, separate yourself from a system, especially a family system who has expectations and judgments, negative judgments about who they think you need to be, what you should and shouldn't be doing uh, in accordance with their rules and parameters. And one of the best things that you can do is uh, be yourself in spite of expectations of other people. And here's the thing, y'all. I want you to remember, I'm going to talk about this more. When people uh, impose their rules about who you need to be, what you should be doing, and then you kind of defy them, just understand you're not doing anything wrong. They become uncomfortable because they have put limits on who they are. And the balls that you have to take life by the reins is so intimidating to other people. But I'll tell you this, it's only intimidating to people who are too scared to do the same thing. I can't begin to tell you how many times people have come up to me uh, 
over the years, especially when I delivered a plenary speech uh, a couple of years ago at the uh, the social work annual conference, I can't begin to tell you how many people who are intuitive and gifted, who are working in the therapeutic community, came up to me and they said, Janice, thank you for being the light for us uh, because they've been too scared to come out of the spiritual closet because they're worried about what people are going to think. Can they really have a business where they honestly and publicly use their gifts and skills to help people when what they've been doing is that same thing but in secret? So if if there's uh, uh, anybody who's kind of emblematic of taking that risk, I will own that entirely, and I love the shit out of that because it makes me feel good to pave the way or to help pave the way for people who uh, need a little bit of um, encouragement. So coming to a point where you're kind of sick and tired of being a people pleaser and wanting to change your life can feel really risky. And you might also fear that you're going to lose relationships with certain people in your life. Now, that can often happen. I can't begin to tell you as well. This is so funny what happens to me when, when I go to like these vanilla networking meetings where, and I call them vanilla because they're accountants and they're lawyers and real estate people and whatever it is, you know, non-spiritual uh, people at these networking events. And I, I would go and I've stopped doing that uh, at this point because I just, it doesn't work for me. But when I did it, trying to network and get my business going as an intuitive therapist, people would often ask me, of course, one of the main things is, well, what do you do? And I would say to them, well, I'm an intuitive therapist. And it was an intriguing statement. Most people know what a therapist is, but they didn't understand the intuitive part. And so I would say, well, they would say, what does that mean? And I'd say, well, I'm a therapist. I've been a therapist for X amount of years, and I'm a clairvoyant empath and medium. And immediately, and I, I get tickled about this because it's so funny. Uh, and now I kind of do it on purpose. I know that sounds silly, y'all, but I do it on purpose. Uh, but I laugh because the air just gets sucked out of the room. And literally, y'all, the conversation just comes to a dead stop. Nobody knows what to do with it. And so I laugh every time. And you know what? 99% of the people that I encounter that aren't spiritually aware do, they literally turn away from me, turn to the person next to them or across from them and start a conversation. And it doesn't bother me at all. I don't really care. Uh, I know who I am. I know what I do. I know the impact and power that my gifts have. Uh, and I'm so grateful for being given these gifts I don't really give a shit what they say, but it still tickles me to make people uncomfortable about it uh, because it is quite intriguing. And it, it is quite impressive when those of us who are gifted can balance our gifts successfully with traditional methodology. So yeah, you some people in your life might fall off the, the wagon. Uh, and you know what, that's okay because that means that you're growing and moving forward. And that's something that you're going to need to expect and be okay with as you decide and as you move through being able to show self-respect and take care of who you are and what you need and who you need to be. So here's the deal. So many of us 
who please people first, and my hand is raised, y'all can't see me, but my hand is raised, including myself, um, aren't always aware of really why we do that. We know how we came up. Maybe we had an overbearing, uh, uh, intense parent who was very controlling. So we had to figure out what the lay of the land was in order to not upset the person. Uh, and when, um, it's so funny cause I grew up and y'all know, I talk about my daddy a lot, who's not here anymore. And, um, he and I, he, he really just like with my mom and my siblings, they're, they're all my best friends, but my dad was intense and controlling. Then we grew up, uh, really knowing that we couldn't make decisions outside of dad's approval. And we knew that there were times that, uh, we had to kind of walk on eggshells not to upset dad. And so we've all have this, this part of ourselves that this child state part of ourselves that is a bit concerned, a bit weary of upsetting the apple cart. But as I've grown up, I can forgive my father for that because that's just who he was. And in every other way, he just was the most amazing man. And so I could take, I could take the angst that I had felt for my whole life and still feel at some times I can take that and then I can blame my dad effectively. And I've, I've done a podcast about blaming effectively. I'd like you to listen to that because so many times we hold people accountable for our pain. And you know what? If you do that, you're holding your life back. Yeah. Maybe you had shitty parents. Maybe you've had some shitty experiences. Yes. And everybody's experiences along the spectrum of trauma and pain and Notice I say, and not, but, and you can still find the silver lining from the shit you've been through. And that includes having parents that you feel weren't the best, where you wished you had different kind of parents who cared more, who encouraged you to do, be, and have more versus staying in their really limited, safe box. So I learned how to blame my dad effectively. And because of a, my feisty ass spirit. <laughs> I always got in trouble, y'all. I've talked about that before because I had a big mouth, no filter, and a bucked authority, still do. Um, and my dad was qu quite an authoritarian. But I can thank him for giving me something to push against. And I will always be grateful for my daddy for helping me do that. So once I understood and exposed what I truly believed, about myself and growing up and the beliefs I adopted because of the way I was raised by both my mom and my dad, I was able to get real clear about what I wanted for my life. And I more easily understood what I could choose to do next and, and identify the next steps to change whatever negative beliefs I had and build myself a bit more differently. So it, and here's the thing. One of the things that I tell people is, is, uh, you, you really do not have to share all of this insight with the world. You really don't. Um, but there are times where maybe you do need to make clear and pronounced declarations for yourself. Self-talk is powerful. And the majority of the time we don't realize the ticker tape of thoughts that we, uh, recite on a regular basis. A lot of them are good, but we have this 
crazy recording in our head that just undermines us. It's like this low-grade voice, this hum that, that is with us all the time. And it will either build us up or it will tear us down and, and immobilize us. You're just going to have to gauge when and with whom you share uh, the, the thought changes that happen with you and the kind of things that you're doing with your life. Especially if you have a family system that is very judgmental, that doesn't support what you want to do. So often I hear clients really needing the approval of the people in their family or their spouses or whatever. Um, and they're sharing because they're trying to get that. And when you're trying to get that, that ain't no reason to share. Uh, to share because you just want to share without any expectation of getting anything back, that's a reason to share. So intention is everything when you start doing what's best for you. And the best intention is to, is to, that to have is to do whatever you're doing to be happy. It's not to piss other people off intentionally, although there are a lot of people who like to be controversial. And I think that's kind of cool too. Um, but really, whatever choices you make, they've got to be in integrity and in line with you know, with what you know is right for you. So while you may need to disconnect yourself from certain people and situations, in order for you to feel happy, ultimately, when you start acting in your own enlightened self-interest, as my daddy used to say, uh, you are better able to recognize what it feels like to do that. And you begin to cultivate a relationship with yourself that feels safe and trustworthy. Because any time you have behavior and believe certain things because of other people, you will never, ever, ever trust yourself. You will never, ever, ever trust your decisions. You will always uh, waffle back and forth between choices. You will never feel the kind of confidence that you want to feel because you're putting your self-worth and value in other people's judgments of you. And I've talked about that in another podcast. What happens when you hand over your self-worth to somebody else, to other people? So if you struggle with that, stop this uh, recording and go listen to that one, then come back to this. So you'll begin to cultivate a relationship with yourself that feels safe and trustworthy. And what other people do when you have this kind of relationship with yourself has everything to do with them and nothing to do with you. We're all here to live our lives. And sometimes you just kind of have to say in your mind, well, screw everybody else. I got to do what I got to do. As long as you're happy, really happy. That's what matters. When you look to cultivate a wonderful relationship with yourself, it's best to remember that the things that I'm about to share with you, adopting different beliefs about what you deserve is key because deservedness is the, the, the degree of deservedness you feel about certain situations, good or bad, is a huge driver in the choices that you make, okay? So adopting different beliefs about what you deserve is key and giving yourself permission to adopt beneficial beliefs is another key to becoming a stronger person internally. Those of us who are pleasers, like I said, I am overall. And again, I've, I've really worked to balance that, uh, that scared little girl part of me with the adult Janice. Um, we struggle with disappointing others and then we feel guilty uh, when we do that. 
And I'll tell you what, that guilt comes from uh, fear of it, right? What, uh, what's going to become of our relationship if, if we disappoint somebody or the actual disappointment that we feel? And it feels like a tough road to travel, but we have to grow out of our fears if we're to grow as human beings. And you know what I feel about growth. I'm a big freaking fan of it. So those are the calls, the growing pains, you know, when we have fears, that's like a beacon. These are the calls uh, to grow. We got to go through these growing pains, but they're incredibly necessary. We've got to go through pain to raise our vibration in the world. And we've got to defy the kind of things that we need to defy to become the best versions of ourselves. So people who have a balance of devotion to self and a healthy sense of their self in relationships, they embody the following things that I'm about to share with you. And they are prepared to let others have their own reactions to their changing ways without being affected by them. And they are prepared to let others have their own reactions like it's of no consequence. So just know that when you begin to claim how important you are to yourself, you, your world reconfigures itself to match your vibration and your beliefs. It is necessary for you to experience that this growth, you're going to gain inner strength, confidence, and you're going to find happiness in the majority of the relationships you have as you honor yourself first and do what feels in alignment with the truth of you. So, People who are truly happy with themselves and their lives embody the following characteristics. First and foremost, they really don't care what other people think. And I'll tell you what, y'all, told you that story at the beginning. I, overall, I'd say about 90%, I don't give a shit what people think. There's that 10% of me that's kind of still hanging around where I'm like, uh, maybe I shouldn't. But for the most part, I really don't because it doesn't matter to me. What matters is what I feel and think. And while, while they may consider the, uh, the options of others, uh, these people are still grounded in themselves, their beliefs, their convictions, their commitments and interests. Happy people care less about others' expectations of them and more about what makes them happy, not in spite of, but just because that's how they need to live. And when they're happier with themselves and how they live their lives each day, it's actually kind of contagious because we all want to feel that liberation and freedom that comes with being carefree and just being happy and comfortable in our skin. They're lighthearted and they light the ways they light the way for others to find that type of happiness within themselves. What people think of you is of no consequence when you're being of service and when you do what you know is right for you. Things just kind of seem to fall in place when you're unconcerned with the opinions of others. Number two, when you're able to forgive yourself for the past mistakes and take them as learning experiences, you change the game for yourself. How often have you beaten yourself up for screwing up? Me? Well, I used to be the expert in that arena, y'all. Seriously. I was the perfect uh, punisher for myself. Past mistakes stink, yes, but mistakes are laden with amazing lessons for you. They are literally gifts that let you know where, what direction you need to go in to get back on track. And if you tend to focus on others instead of you when you make mistakes, 
You're going to be off track more than you can imagine. And until you shift that, you're going to feel lost. There's a saying that says mistakes are an opportunity to learn. And I believe that a million, million, million percent doing right by yourself means that even if you have been in a public screw up, that image is only as good as as you keep it up. In other words, if you reinforce it, if you have body language that that shows other people that you carry shame uh, or embarrassment or you you just don't recover from it, trust me, it's, it's going to linger on uh, in the public eye. I mean, if you think about all these famous people who divorce and who go to jail and uh, who, who uh, have 10 marriages or however, whatever it is, that's, God, can you imagine living your life in that much of a public eye and then screwing up? Uh, so it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough if you're not in the public eye. And it's tough if you are. Anyone can change their life in a matter of a decision, though. As long as you're right with yourself in the most brutally honest way, you really can't go wrong. So just lay off the prison sentence that you've given yourself, my dear. You've served your time behind the proverbial prison walls, so open the gate and get the fuck out of there. Seriously, unlock those doors and never look back as you walk out unless it's to learn from what you've done. Don't spend your time sitting in the shit of your past. Doesn't help you unless you do something with it. Otherwise, your mistakes are useless and you will only feel bad. And we all know that life is meant to be experienced to help us expand, not to suffer. Don't dwell on the past mistakes and failures. That time is done and over and it is now time to move forward. Number three. When you're doing what's best for you, you are always focusing on creating a balance between gratitude and self-improvement. This is a must when acting in your own best interest. Life is a learning curve and we have to go through that learning curve or we can resist it and stay stuck. But what is not, what it is not is being a perfectionist who can't make a mistake. And we all know ain't nobody perfect and at some point, you are going to mess up. And if you live that way, then you're operating out of fear. And no one can be happy when you're living a fear-based life. Being grateful for what you have. I mean, truly grateful. Where, where's your truth? Um, it's essential for doing what's best for you. And most importantly, being grateful for yourself and that you have another day today to shift things for yourself in any way. Some people just can't be happy. I know <laughs> there's, there's one person I went to college with and um, this person posts all the time about uh, how unhappy her life is. All the piles of shit that she steps in from one pile to the next. And uh, I look at that all the time. And I love her so much because she, she was one of the best people I, I knew. But she cannot stop moaning about her life. Uh, and it, it makes me sad. But I can't do anything to change that until she realizes that Talking badly about her life is what keeps her life bad. Um, so being grateful that you can wake up and have another day to shift things. And um, that's so important. You have to be able to recognize this in other people and move beyond their negativity. Most people won't approve of you. And in all honesty, that's what makes the world so pretty cool, so amazing. People are supposed to push boundaries 
and push others to recognize, recognize things within themselves so that they can level up, right? So that they can inspire people to level up in their lives. Focus on being grateful for who you are and what you have first. We always want more, 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 more. But I want to invite you to be grateful for what you have, even if it means that you're grateful for having a body with legs that can walk versus being in a wheelchair or that your leg is in pain or your back is in pain and you resent the shit out of your body not being healthy. But guess what? You could feel the pain versus being paralyzed. That's how I want you to think about life. It's that uh, important. Happy people know that it's important. This number four is to be happy now. Disgruntled people won't like that you're happy. Unhappy people will not like happy people. Because what it does is, like I said, you know, I've always said that uh, the people in our lives or relationships we have are simply mirrors to us about us. And if you have toxic people in your inner life, inner circle who judge you negatively, you're going to need to make adjustments to your inner circle in order for you to uh, grow. And most of us tend to want more out of life. That's just the truth. Even if we don't make choices to better our lives, God, we really want better for us. We focus on what's outside of us, especially material things. We want a new car, the new house, new experiences. And we tell ourselves that we won't be happy until we possess those things. In truth, things only create a momentary sense of happiness. Then they become normalized. True and lasting happiness is when you can enjoy the moment, this moment now. For what are you grateful for now? Name at least five things. Number five, happy people know that regrets are a waste of time. People who uh, learn how to love themselves know that regrets are a waste of time. Someone once asked me what I regret in my life. And I literally, even though I've screwed up, I could not think of anything else but this one thing. And the one thing was, my re one regret was, is that I wish I had trusted my gut more earlier on in my life. I wish I'd had the balls to listen to my gut instinct and my intuition. Um, instead of handing it over to uh, my dad or other people to decide for me. So that said, the only thing I can do and have been able to do from that point of recognition is to listen to my gut all the time. I make new, new commitments to myself all the time when I experience the if I only had done thing, you know. If I say to myself, if only this had happened, and I'm like, what? Quit. No. If I, if I hope that I can correct an error from the past, my only option is to make a new commitment to do things differently so the mistake doesn't repeat itself, okay? So that's the thing. There's a pivotal question when you have this if only I or I wish that, and I want you to, to constantly have this question in your mind when you get to that point, which is, what can I commit to right now so that I never feel regret about X again? When I say commit, I mean do it. You can't have commitment less than 100%. You're either all in or you're not. 
So keep that question written down so that you can refer to it when you feel down and out or you're thinking about your past and feeling embarrassed or shame about it. What can I do right now? What new commitment can I make to myself so that X never happens again? Number six, happy people take leaps of faith. A, they have faith in something bigger than themselves, but they take leaps of faith not knowing all of the information, not knowing what outcomes are. They imagine outcomes, but they take leaps of faith in spite of what might happen. And acting on your own behalf means that you do what you know is right for you, even if everyone around you believes that it isn't good for you. Now, the statement is relative. I don't mean that you need to be like one of those pesky squirrels that jets across the road right in front of your car and plays chicken with you. I hate those squirrels. Cause so many accidents. No, I'm, I'm talking about taking physical risks that put yourself in danger. I don't want you to do that. But rather, what I'm really talking about you doing are the things that let you know that you're on the right path or not. Write that book. Seek out a mentor to develop your business or to start a business. Uh, you know, take a chance in a relationship. Even though maybe you're not the most perfect mate, you could just, if you open up your heart, pull in, call in a person that's your, your good partner, right? Assert yourself in different circumstances when you tend to be meek and mild. You'll, you'll gain confidence and you'll become much, stro much stronger than you've ever been before. I remember when I started my intuitive therapy practice by changing how I marketed myself and then claimed it to the world. I knew I had to do it. It was a must. And it was something that uh, I had plenty of people around me, uh, including my family, who looked at me like, How, you, you can't market that, that you talk to spirits and angels. You, you really need to play it safe and have a uh, traditional therapy practice. Uh, and even my family members, they didn't believe me when I said I channeled information. Um, I have some very good skeptics in my family. But the beautiful thing is that I've been doing this for almost 11 years now, written a book about it, stories after stories after stories, uh, and everybody in my family, including my nieces and nephews, are on board. So it's pretty cool to see the transformation. But the thing is, I didn't push them. I didn't want to. I don't care what they think. I needed to do this for me. So, uh, and like I said, you know, I told you the story about the vanilla networking. Uh, people look at me like I have six heads when I tell them um, what I do for a living. And that tickles me. I love it. Love it. Love it. So play it safe, Janice, is what I heard a lot growing up. Or people uh, said people aren't really going to want to work with somebody who communicates with, like, spirits and angels. Guess what, y'all? You are. And there's a huge pool of people who are spiritually conscious, dipping their toes in the spiritual uh, pond, so to speak, who are hungry for the kind of information that I have to offer. And humbly speaking, y'all, it was really great to prove all these naysayers wrong. And I couldn't be happier with my work because I love what I do every single day. I get to help people and I get to tap into a, a deeper resource than uh, most people. It's very, very cool. My dear, find yourself. 
Get clear about who you are and what you want. You'll always come face to face with pressure to remain socially acceptable, always. And that couldn't be more detrimental for you. Be you, be uniquely you, and your tribe will automatically appear, and the guidance will as well. Trust that who you are is enough, and your light is badly needed in this world, because this world is struggling to find its place too. Inspire others through your own divinity, through your own certainty, and your own personal drive to be different. Stand out. Please stand out. Be noticed. Right? I say go piss people off. I really do. Go look within. Make those changes that are going to shake up the uh, proverbial system so that you can raise the vibration of this world. We are all here to do that. So guess what? Your first responsibility to you is not selfish. It's selfless. You have got to make yourself number one. Love yourself fully. And I promise you, love in all ways will find you. And I love you. I wish you a blessed day, a wonderful week, and as always, live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in. 